the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. We are back to a full roster on Steelers Standard this week. Kellen back in the saddle with us. And boys, I want to talk a little quarterbacks right now. I want to talk AFC North quarterbacks and where Big Ben Roethlisberger might rank in that hierarchy. And I'm going to hear your guys' take first, but I got to be honest with you. I think you're actually going to be surprised. I was thinking all day long about this and where I wanted to put him. And I feel very confident that, one, my placement is the correct one. So we'll see if you of guys course. match it. Good good place to start. Tom and, two, and two, it's going to be surprising. It's going to be surprising to you. But what do you guys think? You know, And we're going to talk about all four of these guys in depth throughout this episode but just right off the top of your head are you just where asking you, where does ben rank where or would you rank four? where would you put him what's the top all what's, four the, what's just the top ben. four and then we'll work through it well i think you gotta go lamar and then i think it's and then i think i think it's lamar is number one for sure and then the next three is where people can get mixed up well unmix them what's two okay three, so i three, would four. say i would still say right now ben is two Baker's three, Burrow is four, but that could easily change next year. I mean, this time next year, it'll probably be Lamar one, Joe two, Baker three, and then whoever the Steelers have at four. Interesting. Kellen. Sorry, I was, I was scribbling it down. Um, for me, it's such an interesting question because of the fact that, I mean, my number one is Lamar Jackson, but he's not a good quarterback you know what I mean like he's an athletic freak and he's the best af- athlete on the field every time he's out there yes but he doesn't throw the football well consistently Not yet consistently no. I think he's the one of the better quarterbacks in the league and I know fantasy kind of drives that and his rushing numbers kind of drive that but at the same time it's just kind of weird that he can't really throw the ball that well yet he's still the best quarterback in the division um the this, only one in the division with an MVP award right respect. I mean so that that means something I mean and he's been to the playoffs last mean something right, right absolutely um I mean and like he's I got said one more playoff win than Ben in the last however many years oh, as well wow. yeah putting that playing that card on the yeah. table that's um, a low blow how's that a low blow, blow? <laughs> and on top of that like I said he's the best athlete anytime he steps anytime. on the field so I mean it's pretty tough to not have him at number one although I think the next guy could overtake him. And honestly, guys, I know I don't like Baker Mayfield, oh, but I boy. have him at two. He's put, hitting that switch. I, I really do. Um, and, and that's all predicated on the fact whether or not the Browns utilize Baker Mayfield the way they did last year, I think, is what the, is what that is predicated on. I've talked about it so many times on this show. I, I thought Baker Mayfield stunk. Um, but when the Browns and when Stefanski said, okay, let's dumb it down for Baker – Let's not make him throw the ball 35 times in a game. Look what happens. He's just, he's very successful. He's he's good on the move, too. Uh, I have him at two. I have been at three, and I have Joe Burrow at four. Um, if Joe Burrow plays out his rookie year, it's I think that's possible, different. I, it's possible Maybe. I have Joe Burrow at two. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It, it's it's, it's, it's a mix-up. It's a toss-up between the, the latter three. Well, Jacob was the one that was right. He had my list to a T. I mm. think Ben is still the second best quarterback in this division. And just a little teaser on the other episode we're going to do, we're going to take a look around national media's views on the Steelers. And I think just, you know, don't to spoil it too much, I think it's a little harsh. And I think the same is done about Ben. And I think a lot of people want to throw the dirt over Ben and put him six feet in the ground. And it might be just a little premature. It might not be. And they might end up being right in the long run. But, you know, I like to kind of let it play out and then – do the analysis afterwards, but I guess we're on the radio yeah. and doing podcasts because we have to speculate. But I still think that Ben is the second best quarterback when it comes to these four in the division. 
I do think that Lamar Jackson is still the number one. Uh, I think he was last year. I think he is this year. I mean, like I said, you win an MVP, it has to stay in for something. And he also did take a stride forward, not in his consistent passing game last year, but as far as getting his first playoff win. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. And again, I mean, getting his first playoff win off of his back and, and people, you know, for the longest time were saying that's his bugaboo. That's the, the knock on Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, yeah, you have an MVP, but can you win a playoff game last year? Yeah, they proved it. Um, and again, I mean, it's just it's an interesting question. I think a lot of people would say, like, if you're just looking at a pure quarterback, is he the best quarterback in the world? No, just based on that can't throw. But man, is he electric with the ball in his hands? And I mean, I think any team would be stupid unless you have Mahomes or Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. I think you'd be stupid to not take that guy if you're going to build a franchise. This isn't like a Dan Marino comparison, but I think it's huge. Talking about playoff wins for a quarterback, I think it's huge for Baker Mayfield that he got. He was just one for one, right? He went his first two years without making the playoffs, but that second year they were kind of close. First year he makes the playoff, he gets a win, and then in game two he nearly wins in Kansas City except for that miracle third down rush by Chad Henney of all people. They could have won that game, Cleveland and Kansas City. I think it's a huge deal for Baker Mayfield to not have that kind of aura surrounding his name, like Lamar Jackson, in terms of he can't win a playoff game, he can't produce. The fact that this Cleveland kid, Cleveland, who has been tortured by a playoff drought for so long, went out there in his first try, got a win in Pittsburgh nonetheless. I think it's a huge deal for him. However, I think it's his pieces that make him the better quarterback. And as Kellen said, the system he was in this year really allowed him to grow the most that he was ever able to do so since joining the league. However, when I put Ben ahead of him, I really think Ben's numbers last year weren't indicative of how great he could have been last year. It it had a lot to do with the lack of a running back to kind of expand that part of the game and and an offensive coordinator who kind of was just so complacent with Ben's Ben's inability to make a big play call or not just a big play call, but make a play call that was different from what he was comfortable doing so. So I think now this year with Najee Harris and and a new OC in Matt Canada, I think Ben's game can really expand, and I think we'll see more of the traditional Ben gunslinging Ben that we didn't see last year. Keeping it at the top and then working our way through it, uh, Lamar Jackson, like I said, MVP. I saw Mm -hmm. a clip. uh, It was going viral. NFL tweeted it out earlier today. John Harbaugh going over to him on the bench and saying how kids everywhere are going to wear number eight playing quarterback for years now. You're changing the position. And Lamar Jackson was saying, thank you, I appreciate it, but I just want to win the Super Bowl. And John Harbaugh said something to the effect of, yeah, we do one at a time, though, just one Super Bowl at a time, one Mm -hmm. game at a time, whatever he meant by that. But Lamar Jackson is changing the game at that position. And the one thing that I think would really make him just above and beyond almost everybody in the game and maybe even push Mahomes just in a different way than Mahomes plays, but just as far as his impact is if he can just find some consistency throwing the football and you know that's a hard ask when you are in the nfl to all of a sudden just get better at something that you know a lot of people expect you to be really good at and his athleticism does carry him uh at times in games when the passing game really leaves him and he has no control on it but you know there are those signs in those games where he can put it all together and he tears people up through the air 
And, you know, a lot of school of thought is maybe if he had better wide receivers, you know, he'd be a little bit better in the passing game. And maybe that's fair. Uh, you could also say maybe if the scheme was a little bit better and a little bit more quarterback friendly, then, you know, it's also going to help him through that. But then again, you scheme up too much, you might take away what he does best, which is just being such a game breaker and being able to turn negative plays mm -hmm. into big time positive plays. And you've never seen a quarterback that can move like he can. He, like you've said before on the show, Kellen, in this episode, he does things out there that no one else on the football field, yeah. the other 22 guys sharing the 21 guys sharing the field with him, they just can't duplicate it. He's the fastest player. He's the most agile player uh, from start to stop. His acceleration is the best. He's the best athlete probably in the NFL overall. And that's saying something. Mm -hmm. Some of the best athletes in the world. And he just so happens to play at the position that also touches the ball every single time. Yeah. And to your point real quick, you know, about Lamar and, and his, in a, his inability. I mean, I guess he's got a little bit better at it last year. And I shouldn't say he's a total train wreck throwing the ball. I don't want it to sound like that because he's not. He can play. He's still a below average passer, but he makes up for it with all the other things that he can do. Um, and again, you know, when you look at Lamar Jackson, you mentioned the, the lack of wide receiver help. That's tough. But the one thing I think a lot of people don't talk about is, yeah, he was good at Louisville and he, you know what I mean? Like throwing the ball, he was fine. But I think that was the one knock on him in the beginning. And I think, you know, I think us, I think a lot of people are a little, are still hard on Lamar Jackson because of his inability to throw the ball accurately, but he's never been an accurate passer. He's really never been a, you know what I mean? A superstar in that mm -hmm. category. He's never really done that. So again, if this is the player that he is, I mean, and if he doesn't lose a step or he doesn't get injured, knock on wood, you know, if he's still that athletic specimen, who cares if he can't throw the ball? Who cares if he can't do it consistently? And, guys, I'm just going to put it out there. Julio Jones made it very clear today he won't be returning to the Atlanta Falcons. If Julio Jones we'll get to up, that. ends up in Baltimore, I mean, this guy, Lamar Jackson, yeah, he can't throw the ball, but he's been throwing the ball to guys like Willie Sneed the fourth for his entire career. I mean, True. yeah, Hollywood Brown's been there as well, but Hollywood Brown – kind of like Antonio Brown hasn't really broken out three years into his career. Antonio Brown was just starting to at this point, but really, we really didn't see anything like that. Of Hollywood Brown. Brown's not the same type of player as Antonio Brown. Yeah, I know, but you got to make the comparison. Cousins and smaller name. speed type of players. I but, can compare Hollywood Brown more to like a Mike Wallace. He's just fast. One one trick pony. Take yeah, the top that's off fair. the defense. Which but I mean, it's great if you have a compliment. Willie Sneed ain't that compliment. No, no. And you have Mark Andrews at tight end. but Which is good for Mark a quarterback Andrews like Lamar. A sure, mobile quarterback, I'd love to have a tight end that can kind of just run those drag routes with the quarterback when he's scrambling. When you're rolling right or rolling down. left, yeah. yeah. But still, that's as great as Mark Andrews is for Lamar Jackson's game. Mark Andrews isn't George Kittle. He's no, not, no, no. He's no. not Rob Gronkowski. He might not even be Kyle not, Pitts right now, honestly. Yeah, honestly, Kyle Pitts may be better. And he's certainly he's no Darren Waller, that's for sure. Either. No, we we talked about Darren Waller in a past episode. He's not he's not one of those elite tight ends. So there aren't there aren't the best passing options. I think you know if we're talking about quarterbacks right now, if you were to list receiving options, tight end and wide receivers combined, Baltimore ranks dead last in that category among AFC North teams because we know the Steelers have options. Jarvis Landry and, and Odell in Cleveland, and now Jamar Chase in Cincinnati alone, I think, is better than anyone in Baltimore. Yeah. So I, it, it's not entirely to, to Lamar's fault, and let's be honest, he did just get a, his first playoff win, and he was only a pick six away from being tied Pushing in Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think 
his his passing game is certainly not as impressive as his running game, but he's still this dynamic quarterback. It's just not in the most traditional sense of the word. Well, Baltimore certainly still has high aspirations, Super Bowl aspirations, I would say. Uh, at the very least, I would think that they want to get to the AFC Championship game, take that next step. Lamar got to the AFC Divisional round last year. They uh, lose a tough game in Buffalo at night. Uh, up in Buffalo, a really good football, defensive football game. Take that next step, get to the AFC Championship game for Baltimore. Uh, Jacob and I both had Ben at number two. Kellen had him at number three, but we'll take him here in the second spot. Uh, so we just have make sure we give enough time for Big Ben on this episode. And now I get Kellen putting him at number three because, you know, he's 39 years old. He's getting so old that it's going to fall apart eventually. Uh, I still just think that he's got such a good IQ and he thinks the game so well. And in every sense of the word, he's such a true veteran. And especially when it comes to this group, I mean, he's a grandfather compared to all of these <laughs> other guys, but that can be to your advantage as yeah. well. You can have, you know, a little bit more savvy as far as the game is concerned. And I think the big thing with him is they set him up offensively to have a little bit of that savvy. Now, when you have a guy like Najee Harris in your backfield that can deliver potentially a very strong running game, Hopefully Ben will defer to that running game, and I think he will. It takes a little bit of eating some humble pie, but not a lot. It's not like you're asking Ben to completely go Peyton Manning in his last year in Denver. Uh, still want to be able to throw that deep ball whenever it's there, and the line is able to give him enough time to get the ball out. And you still have a ton of options at wide receiver for a lot of creative route running and underneath stuff and drags and reverses. and a, You can have a lot of fun with this offense, and I think Ben is still a perfect guy to – have that fun, but also do it in a responsible and safe way where it's not going to hurt you too much and he's not going to turn the ball over too terribly because, you know, one thing he did well last year, I think, was protect the football. And I know he had some costly interceptions in the Cleveland Browns playoff game, but especially early on when he was kind of putting up that little run at MVP in the first half of the year, he was not turning the football over. He had one fluke game, I think, was it against Jacksonville where he threw a couple picks? I mean, I think one or two of those... One yeah. of them definitely was at like the end of the first half or something like that. And, it was a Hail Mary. But yeah, exactly. And it's a good point to bring that up. They should have a stat for like those kind of interceptions. Yeah, they so should. shouldn't counter it, something like that. But yeah, Ben Roethlisberger did a great job of protecting the football. Jacob alluded to this, though. A lot falls on him taking the Matt Canada offense and actually running yeah. it the way that maybe not 100% of the time Matt Canada wants to, but. 80 to 85 percent of the time right and you know i know that i said i, I have been at, at number three behind a guy last year that i said stinks um <laughs> yeah you and, and i know that that kind of sounds weird but that's not me burying big ben either um that's just me saying that you know I, i'm I, at some point it's going to slow down and, and j even though if it even if it does slow down this year that doesn't mean that ben's gonna fall off a cliff that doesn't mean he's gonna throw 20 interceptions or you know what i mean he's gonna throw less than 3,000 yards or something like that. that. That's not the point. I'm just saying that, you know, I think his numbers maybe take a step back, and that's not to say that he won't play well or he can't play well. Again, we, we've talked about it so many times on this show. You know, the mode of offense, the method of offense for the Steelers this year can't be Ben, just go out and throw. It, it can't be that this year. We saw down the stretch last year that it didn't work. So, again, you know, I, I just think that some of these guys on week-to-week -week basis are going to put up more numbers than Ben. That doesn't mean that Ben's a worse quarterback. But right now, at the end, you know, definitely at the end of his career, he's only going to play, you know, this year, you know, who knows, maybe next year. Hopefully only this year, for the yes, Steelers' sake. for the I Steelers' sake. It, but, yeah, I don't. Yeah. 
and I think Can't maybe keep doing this dance. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it one year. And man. I think maybe that's part of why I have him at three two. I don't know. Maybe in the back of my head, like this is his last year. You know, I know he can still. You know, he still showed flashes. I mean, he threw for 500 yards against the Browns. I know he threw what four or five interceptions in that game, mm-hmm. but he still did. You know, show flashes and did it all year. That's not to say that I think Ben stinks or that you know Ben's done or if, as long as he's the quarterback, the team's not going to succeed. But right now, I just see him. You know, a step lower than those top two guys and. You know, if he plays one more year, all of a sudden Ben might be the worst quarterback in this division. You know what I mean? Like if he does yeah. play past this year, I think that's a, a reasonable, um, you know, point to bring up. But right now, again, if he just takes the offense and, and and kind of takes a step back in the offense, and he's not the guy that's audibling out of, you know, runs all the time and RPOs and throwing the ball all the time, he's still gonna have a, a very good year. He can still have a successful season. That's not the point that I'm trying to make. I know that sounds weird. Mm-hmm. You know, someone having been as the third best quarterback in the division. Oh my gosh, the world's going to fall down. No, I'm just saying these it's other one of the two better guys, divisions as far as yeah, that's what I mean. As, it's four deep. It might be the best. That's a that I would need to take a look at that. But if we want to do that later in this episode, I could. I, I mean, Kellen, do you want to finish your thought? No, I mean to... that's that's basically it. It's just you know when you look at Ben, at some point it's going to slow down in. I think it took a step back yeah. this year, and I, I think it's just slowly declining. That doesn't mean he's going to fall off I'm a cliff. I'm saying it's the best. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I, The again, NFC West is real close, but the Niners situation is a big question mark. Still, I mean, even if it's Jimmy G or Trey Lance, yeah, those are still— yeah, that's the, It's a that's, big anchor there. That's the essential Joe Burrow thing. You don't know exactly what you're getting because Joe Burrow only played so little last year. I like Joe Burrow more than those two. So Even more than Boom. Trey Lance. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, Jay Lance, yeah. Jay Lance has a, has potential. Oh, okay, lo- okay. Are okay, you kidding fair. me though, Joe Burrow? That's way fair. Over no, Trey okay, Lance. that's fair. I'm not saying Trey Lance is horrible or, or that Joe Burrow is horrible, but I no, think but there's still so much left to be seen from both of them. You would take Joe Burrow if you yeah, right now. I mean, Joe Burrow's got a year. It wasn't a whole year, but yeah. he's got even a quarter of a even year. If yeah. he, even if he didn't, you would still take him. Yeah, probably. He's a more traditional guy. Yeah, he yeah. looks just the part. I mean, sure. Yeah, he does. He's he is an NFL quarterback, but I, I think to Ben's. The Ben argument, there were two things that needed to happen for Ben. One, there needed to be an upgrade at the running back position. And two, there needed to be a change at the offensive coordinator. Offensive coordinator. Sorry about that. And they both happened. And I mentioned this earlier is I really think that both of those last year were hindering Ben's ability to play the style of play that he's best at. Now, I know when I say he's best at, it doesn't necessarily mean that the type of play he's most comfortable with because the title of play we saw he's most comfortable with was the one he played last year, as Kellen alluded to and Tom alluded to, just the short passes, the conservative play calls. It wasn't right for that team, but it wasn't his fault necessarily. Same thing that I mentioned with Lamar Jackson uh, having very little receivers to throw to. It's not necessarily his fault. He's not this great throwing quarterbacks because he has little option when you have a guy like Randy Fickner who's going to be so standby-ish or just fall over whenever Ben says hey I'm going to make this play call and Randy says sure I mean of course nothing's going to change when you bring in a guy like Matt Canada who could challenge Ben and his ability and you bring in a guy like Najee Harris who can add so much more to his game I really think even though we we admit he took a step back I think you could maybe say he takes a step forward it's not necessarily, as Callan said, maybe in the 5,000 yards thrown or 40 touchdowns thrown type of way, but maybe he's just more effective in his throws with these new people around him. Moving down to Baker Mayfield, number three on Jacob and I's list. Callan had him at number two. 
And he is the guy, like he said, he's been saying he stinks. Mm-hmm. Stinks. And you put a lot of stank on the I stink did. when you may, Maybe the biggest plot twist of 2021. I know, it really was. I was Callum actually putting very Baker surprised too. by that. And I can see where he does that, though. I mean, he did have a good year. And Jacob, we've said, we've been the one that's come to Baker's at bat. We've come to bat for Baker whenever Kellen says he stinks and saying that, you know, he's showing market improvement this year. And he really did. Uh, a lot of that comes from Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, uh, you got to give him a ton of credit there. But I mean, there's got to be a good cohesive relationship between a coach and a quarterback if you want to have success in the NFL. But one thing I think Baker still just needs to take that next step in is being a little bit more conservative. Kind of just honestly, if he plays like he did down the stretch last year, it's just about polishing the edges for yep. him. Just becoming a little bit more of a polished professional quarterback. You know, knowing when maybe it's a third and nine, a third and ten, and instead of forcing that ball to o- Odell, I'm going to dump it off to Kareem. And if he gets stopped short, oh well. we'll punt the ball away yep. and we'll live to fight another day. Just kind of polishing those little savvy edges that I was just speaking that Ben has an advantage on all three of these guys in the North on is just knowing the nuances and the little little things here and there about being a professional quarterback and, you know, that's a big if because you have to see Baker, of course, come out and duplicate how his second half of the season and for the most part his season went last year as far as his play on the field. But, you know, have to be incredibly relieved if you're a Cleveland fan, the strides that he took last year because, you know, coming off of that rookie season, expectations were real high as far as him setting the rookie <laughs> touchdown passing record. Of yep. course, that was broken last year by Justin Herbert, but he had that rookie passing record for two years then you know browns were the dream team in 2019 or in 2019 didn't really pan out that way he struggled uh, under freddie kitchens who was baker's guy quote unquote but it seems like kevin steven or kevin stavansky kevin really Stevens. is penguin game on in the background <laughs> kevin <laughs> stavansky really is his guy as far as getting the most out of him on the field and yeah if he can just you know polish those edges like i said very scary team they have in Cleveland because they are, and this could be another episode's topic as far as most talented rosters in the North, but they are the most talented roster, I think, top to bottom in the North. And if they have a quarterback in Baker that plays at number two level, like Callen said, in this North, I mean, Steelers will be in trouble to make the playoffs, that's yeah. for sure. You're saying and top to bottom offensively, right? I think, not going- the, I, I think from the roster standpoint, just as far as I you guess throw if you incorporate if you're both. Mad, if you're doing Madden and it says – Overall offense, defense. Maybe there will be a team that has a better defense to Steelers, but I think their offensive rating would carry them to a better overall ranking yeah. than everybody else. Yeah, I hear you there. Um, and quickly about Baker, you know, um, I'm just looking at his stats last year, and when I, you know, for the most part, when I was saying he really stunk, um, I'm looking at up until about week nine. Um, Baker had, um, let's see, two, four, six, seven interceptions through nine weeks. Mm. Um, he finished with eight. Guys, like he didn't throw an that's interception. That's the, from that's the, the baker they need. That exactly from the seventh week on, and that right there is when they changed the offense. That's when they said, "Oh, hey, you know what? We have a two-headed monster at running back. We can hand it to Nick Chubb twenty-five yeah, times." Went out, so yeah, that helped them make right. that decision. And a then, easier. hey, we can hand it to Kareem Hunt fifteen times if we need to. We can throw it to Kareem Hunt out of the backfield if need be, and it made it easier on Baker. Again, you know, I, I mean, I. Look, next year he can come out and throw 10 interceptions in the first four weeks. You know what I mean? And then maybe I'll revert back to saying that he stinks. But at the same time, as long as they can run that sort of offense and run it through Nick Chubb, which I think the Browns are they're at their best when they do that. I don't think I there's agree. any question at all about I that. 
Um, if they do that and just have Baker throw the ball 20, 25 times and he's effective and he can complete short passes and, and go deep every once in a while, he has the weapons to do it. I mean, and again, that's why I kind of think he's kind of on the upward, even though I still don't think he's that great. As long as they don't put too much on his plate, he's going to succeed. I mean, any quarterback is going to succeed when he doesn't have a lot of pressure in his face and he's only asked to throw the ball 20, 25 times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's possible. I, I mentioned this earlier about the playoff win. Maybe now that he's got another year under his belt, he kind of learned from his mistakes. Yeah. Maybe you don't even have to do the 2025. Maybe you can up it a little bit. Just don't make it all about Baker. Right. But give him, I mean, this guy's now got three years. He's in his fourth year, right? He's got three years under his belt. Three years, he's now, yes. as Tom and I had uh, talked about on our recent episode, he's now a veteran, right, Tom? We were saying yeah. what oh, defines yeah. a veteran. Oh, yeah. But now he is one. And maybe that's enough to say, hey, I, I can be this leader, even though I'm not the guy that, you know, is, is the number one offensive guy on this team. I mean, obviously, the, the offense runs through the running backs and Nick Chubb and There are two big Kareem number Hupp. one picks need to start transitioning to leadership roles. Baker right. and Miles Garrett. Garrett. Right, for sure. And I think Miles Garrett is probably, without a doubt, the best player on the defense. It's just, oh, yeah. can he be the leader? And Baker is now a quarter is now a veteran quarterback. He's no longer a rookie kid, someone who's inexperienced or didn't have a playoff appearance or let alone a playoff win under his belt. He now has all of that. Yeah. I think it's now time if Baker wants to be considered a legitimate quarterback to kind of step it up. And again, I'm not saying Kellen that he's got to throw the ball forty times, but yeah. be if you want to be a leader, you gotta be comfortable throwing the ball more than twenty times. They gotta rely on you. If if you're down, you can't just be handing the ball off every time to Kareem Hum and Nick Chubb. You gotta be able to air the ball out. I, I hear you there. And really quick, I just noticed this is looking at some of Baker's stats. The the top three, like the most times he threw the ball in a game, um, 39 week one against Baltimore, they got smacked. I know the I know the score dictates that. Um, then you go all the way to Baltimore again when they lost in the shootout. He threw the ball 47 times. They lost that game. And then against the Jets in week 15, he threw it 53 times. And they lost that game. So, Again, that kind of goes to that trend. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that he, you know, if he throws the ball 53 times or 40 times, whatever it is, the Browns are automatically going to lose. No, that's stupid. But again, that goes to the point of, you know, just lessen the kid's load. Right. Just don't ask him to do that much. And, if you know, if he can, again, if, he, if he's not asked to do that, I think we're going to see the Baker Mayfield that we saw from week, you know, nine on where he really, he really didn't turn the ball over down the stretch. And that's really all they're going to ask of him. And finally, quickly, Baby Burrow from the Cincinnati Bengals. There's a lot unknown about him leaving halfway through the year with a terrible knee injury. Uh, seems that the knee is on track, and they've had reports that he will yeah, be ready to cleared, go. cleared, right? Sure Apparently for week, week one, one so yeah. Definitely going to see what we get in sophomore season of Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, but all the tools are there. He's got such great skill set. Mm. Uh, I think it could be a slam dunk number one overall pick for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I think he was although up he's, until he got hurt. Although he's number four right now could be very short until he is at the very top of that list. Yeah. And he is commanding this AFC North division for years and years to come. And, you know, Ben Roethlisberger won't be around to hold him off because <laughs> no, it'll be up to Lamar Baker yeah. and whoever is the heir apparent to the Ben throne for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I think the Bengals are in a great spot yeah. with Burrow. And I think, too, uh, the, you know, I know this is looking in the future, but I know we all have Lamar at number one, but it, it almost seems like, even if um, Burrow gets to close to Lamar, he's going to jump him because of the fact that he's more of a, a pure quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I know that Lamar can still improve on throwing the football, but 
you know, I don't know if you guys feel the same way I do. That's kind of how I look at it. Like, if you can throw the ball more consistent, I kind of put you above Lamar Jackson, even though we've all said he's the best athlete every time he steps on the field, and he is. But if Burrow's the better pure quarterback, and he, you know what I mean, I think he would kind of get the edge, even though Lamar's the, the best player. Um, I, I mean, he might be the best player in the entire division. Um, but, yeah, I, I think your point's well taken, Tom, that it, I don't think it's very long before Burrow's going to be number one or at least number two. Hell, that might happen this year. No, I mean, I said, too, if Joe Burrow finishes out his rookie year, plays the whole thing. He might be number three right now. It's like, I mean, he could be number two. I right. mean, he could have won Offensive Rookie of the Year. Sure. You don't know how far he could have taken the Bengals. I'm not saying he would have taken them to a playoff spot. But just what you saw out of him said, that's good enough. I mean, this guy's going to be here for a while, and now he's getting Jamar Chase. So it depends on how well he can stay healthy because we know he doesn't have much added protection. It's just, can he stay healthy? Can he? Stay, can the Bengals do a good enough job of keeping him upright to get the ball to Jamar Chase? I don't think it's out of, outlandish at all to say by this time next year he'll be the number two quarterback in the AFC North. It's no secret that the national media has been pretty down on the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, as of lately, and they've been kind of dipping their toes in the water. You know, Mike Greeny said some things. <laughs> about how if Mike Tomlin wasn't the coach, he might think they're one of the worst teams in the league. But now they've just gone way too far. As Peter King has released his official power rankings today, we're going to go through those. I'm going to tell you where the Pittsburgh Steelers are. You're going to get angry when you hear where the Pittsburgh Steelers are, and it doesn't make much sense in my mind. We'll talk about that on our next episode. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Steelers Standard. For Jacob Brecht and Kellen Gursky, I am Tom Opferman. Make sure you download and subscribe on Apple or Spotify, and we will talk to you next time.